This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside JK Games' Jerrica Hannah. Hello, Jerrica. Hello. Two days in a row. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm getting sort of comfortable now. Good. Are you? Yeah, sort of. Are yes. you? Yes. You think you're getting comfortable? How did it go yesterday? Of course, we, you came on, you did the show with Blessing, we yeah. put over JK Games, we did all the different stuff here. You're visiting, you just wanted to come see the studio, I said, you know what? I like you a lot. I went and did the community podcast with you, obviously, years ago now, I feel like. But pandemic, who knows? Who knows? And you always, you stuck with me. And I, I actually listened to your podcast. I actually uh, keep an eye on what's going on with you. So when you were here, I wanted to snatch you up. But how did day one go? Day one was incredible. I will, I'll, I'll say that Mike is the best conversation starter and such a great tour guide. You got to see it firsthand. <laughs> Of you came in and I was like, hey, what's up? Welcome. And Mike immediately ran over and was like, I'll give you the tour and I'll do this stuff. And I'm like, that's why we keep Mike around. You know what I mean? A lot of people see it. They're like, this man won't get glasses. He stole my bib jean idea. He's yeah. done about a lot of things that are cardinal sins It kind of funny. But yeah, he was a, jumped right on it. And, did, and I remember the old days of like when somebody would come in and I had to give him the tour because God forbid Nick or Tim talk to anybody. And then it's I got to also build the show. I got to do this stuff. It's too much. It's too much. Mike's there. No, he's social lubricant. He's great. <laughs> But yeah, um, I guess, you know, I immediately felt at home and, you know, during the show yesterday with uh, Blessing was a nice little surprise. Yeah. And I told him afterwards, I'm like, thank you for holding me like a baby. <laughs> and apparently there's a joke where he doesn't hold babies at all. I mean, I like how he, he acts like that's a long running Blessing lore <laughs> joke. Just, how many babies is this kid around? You know what I mean? It's just Ben at this point. I don't think he's doing much there anyways. Yeah. Uh, so show went well. I agree. You were great. Comments love you. They, of course, want your socials in the links. I just saw that as I was catching up on the shows. Like, yeah, we're bad at that, of course. They can find you where? Um, they can find us at JK Games Podcast, me and Kayla. Um, usually have an episode every other week. And we have a really cool show idea that's coming soon where we're going to recap and try to explain. Well, my friend Josh is going to try mm. to explain Final Fantasy. There will be Ooh. wigs involved. Like, we have costumes. Oh, so, yeah, okay. Be I like that a lot. I like that I a lot. I think there's going to be a keynote presentation, so that should be. What great. I'd like, I, you know, I, I look at you and I go, of course, I see a lot of Greg Miller in you. Of course, You know <laughs> what I mean? You're out there, you're podcasting, doing this stuff. But one of the things uh, I appreciate is your love of remote play. Yeah. Uh, you put up this tweet last night. I uh, heard there was a crazy cutscene in Destiny 2 and even states away, dot, 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 got to hook up to the Matrix and play via remote play to see what the fuss is about. Talk to me about what we're seeing here and what cutscene <laughs> got added to Destiny 2. So listen, um, you know, I'm a, I play a lot of Destiny. We have a love-hate relationship. Um, definitely has been on the up and up. And with Lightfall I recently... I like everybody who plays a lot of Destiny uh, has a love-hate relationship. Yeah, it's, it's true. Um, I'm not the best Destiny lore explainer. Okay. Um, but I will say the, the Witch Queen was one of my favorite expansions. And I love Savathun. She was one of the best villains. Okay. I hope to see her again one day. But obviously with Lightfall, 
I was a little bit disappointed. Not a lot of information. It sort of ended in a strange place, and we were all still asking, what's the veil? And I still can't really tell you, Greg. <laughs> but um, with this uh, cutscene, we have finally a little bit of an understanding about the witness and the main baddie of Destiny right now, the okay. light and dark saga. He is the, the darkness, so to speak. So. Okay. Um, and apparently, we, we learn how they came to be. And so this just dropped out of the blue yesterday? It did. Okay. Um, every week, there's a, usually an updated story mission in the season. And with this season, we're all underwater. There's this big whale thing outside of Sloane's headquarters that she talks to. And then she gets these memories every, of course. every week. Of course. <laughs> this was one of the memories that randomly showed up. I think this should have been um, definitely incorporated into the Lightfall campaign, for okay. sure. Because we were still just asking. They were talking about the veil the whole time in the story. We were like, what's the veil? The veil? No, no one's veil. ever yeah. told us that. So this told us a little bit more about that. Okay. Yeah. That's a cool idea. I like the idea of seeding the information out. I mean, it sucks <laughs> that you didn't get the what you wanted out of the big expansion storyline. But to have it like all of a sudden catch you on a random Tuesday. Not random, I guess. But. I mean, that's that's destiny in a nutshell. Always so a then surprise. When you're seeing this and you're living this last night, how did remote play work from your hotel Wi-Fi? I actually watched Audrey play and it worked decently enough to okay. where she could go through the mission and okay. I was like, Yeah, look at you go. Wow, not as much, you know. I'm very surprised how well it works right. sometimes. Like it's booting up the PlayStation at home. Yeah. You could just take your controller and connect yeah. it to an iPad, which yeah. is a great display. A great so. display, I agree hundred mm percent. -hmm. So are you gonna be in the market for a Project Q when PlayStation launches a remote play device? Not with my current setup. I don't really see a need for it. Mm -hmm. It didn't. It didn't butter my roll, so to speak. Okay. It didn't. Okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. We'll see what else butters your roll. Just like it, we'll see if Final Fantasy 16 buttered the reviewers' rolls. Uh, what happened in this Nintendo Direct and so much more? Because this is kind of funny. Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com/kfgd. You can write in with your thoughts, opinions about the day's news, and of course, you can squad up with your fellow listeners and kind of funny best friends. Uh, from there, you should watch us record the show live for free on twitch.tv kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job of course use your twitch prime uh, free subscription to give it to us of course use the youtube super chat so you give me the post show and of course just hang out and be a good person but you need to keep us honest by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and telling us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching the show later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday of course those are all well and good in terms of platforms but the best way to consume anything on kind of funny is by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can toss us a few bucks and help keep the mics and lights on i don't know why i, was, I started choking on my own saliva there uh of course you can get every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free on patreon.com slash kind of funny you could get all the other shows ad free you can watch the other podcasts live as we record them ad free a day early and you'd get a bevy of bonus contents like kind of future greg ways and etc etc dozens and dozens if you've never supported us 10 bucks right now would get you more than 260 exclusive episodes only on patreon.com slash kind of funny but i digress housekeeping for you Today's the day, ladies and gentlemen. The Kind of Funny X-Cast is sitting down to talk 
to Todd Howard from Bethesda Game Studios. All things Starfield are on the table. If you want to get involved, ask questions to Todd about the game, write in to kindoffunny.com slash xcast, and then look for that episode dropping tomorrow. Of course, one of the rare ones where we won't be recording it live as we are doing it, because I think they're putting a few things together and doing a couple stuff. Uh, a new episode of The Blessing Show is up right now, and it's all about what's up with PlayStation's multiplayer strategy. It is required viewing for tomorrow's PS I Love You XOXO, where Jen and I will get into the fray and talk to Blessing about it. You can watch it on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames. Uh, we have a deal of the week for you. Of course, remember, we have a brand new merch store, but that means we have a lot of old merch over on the Rooster Teeth store. So you need to go there and use the Rooster Teeth store code Jabroni. You'll get 20% off in order of Kind of Funny merch. Over on Patreon, a new Kind of Feudy episode is available, and it's the season finale. The season nine finale, you can go over there and see who reigns supreme as the season champ over on Patreon. Now, of course, season nine finale. When I won season eight, Jerrica, I said, I'll be back here and I will win season nine. And ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) if I'm lying, I'm dying. All right. I don't like giving. I I understand this like watching the Olympics on a time delay. All right. But if you want to see a masterful performance and watch me kick Tim in the face, Tombstone Andy just back to hell where he fucking deserves to be, you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. You click on kind of feudy. You take your little pudgy fucking finger and you click on kind of feudy and you watch a master at work. You think anybody else in this mindset? Could do this. And I called the ball. <laughs> I said it. Season 10 champ too. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James Hastings. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp. I could use that. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Three items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Now, I'll tell you what. Usually, I say three items on the Roper Report, and I'm like, oh, we are going to have to pad. Yeah. We are going to have to pad this show big time, Jericho. No, these are some big things happening yeah, over lots here. Of lots stuff. of bullet points on all of them. So, let's start with the fact that Final Fantasy 16's review embargo is up, and the impressions are glowing. We'll start with a five out of five from Kind of Funny. That's right, over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And, of course, podcast services under... The old Gamescast moniker, you can see Michael Hyam, Blessing Eddie Oye Jr., Andy Cortez, and our lead reviewer, Tim Geddes, talk about it. Tim gave it a five out of five and called it, well, I'll let you hear it from him. Barrett, can we play the clip, this please? This is, I think, the best Final Fantasy game ever made. Wow. I think this is one of the Whoa. best video games ever made. Time will tell where this falls on my list of favorite Final Fantasies, and I think that that's, that's crazy, that's bro. Crazy. But when it comes to what makes a Final Fantasy, I think this game reinvents all of that for a modern audience, a more mainstream audience, while also showing so much love to the people that have been there from the beginning, the people that have been there for the last couple iterations, whatever their entry point into Final Fantasy. I think Final Fantasy 16 is the God of War 2018 moment for this franchise. Mm. I think that from a narrative point of view, from a combat point of view, from a just pure vision standpoint, the production values of this game, everything works together so beautifully, and the game only gets better the more you play it. I played this game 14 hours yesterday. Hell yeah. 14 <laughs> hours. That is the most I've ever played a video game in one day. And I didn't need to do that. I could have not done side quests. I could have not done a whole bunch of stuff. 
I needed to. That's why his face is red right that now. That is. Final <laughs> Fantasy 16, I think, is absolutely incredible. I Rookie numbers. Can't 14 stop hours. thinking about it. I don't think ever I'm done. going to stop thinking about it or talking about it. The only thing that makes me sad is this is a completely spoiler-free review, uh, and all I want to do is talk to you boys about spoilers because there's a lot to be spoiled in this game, and it is incredibly, incredibly special stuff. I think that this is pushing the franchise forward uh, in such a major way, and they did it. They oh, yeah. did it. Hot damn. Woo. And you know, you are a kind of funny fan. Yeah. You know you can't trust him. He likes these <laughs> Fast and the Furious movies. But he's not alone here. Metacritic has uh, Final Fantasy 16 right now at an 88. Open Critic has it at a 90. Mitchell Saltzman at IGN.com gave it a 9 out of 10 and said, Final Fantasy 16 will very likely be looked back upon as a turning point for the mainline Final Fantasy games. Taking its combat fully in the direction of an action game. But I hope... I screwed something up there. But I hope that conversation doesn't overshadow its dark and captivating tale, memorable characters, and the innovative ways in which it helps you keep track of it all. The active time lore feature is incredible and should be standard for all story-driven games going forward. And while the combat may not live up to the sky-high standards as some of the best games in character action genre, among other action RPGs, it's near the top of the heap. Pair all of that with one of the best soundtracks of the year, incredible performances from top to bottom, and drop-dead gorgeous visuals, and you've got a game worthy of an orchestral Final Fantasy victory fanfare. Michael Heim, of course, who came on to uh, Kind of Funny's review, uh, reviewed it for GameSpot, gave it a 9 out of 10, said Final Fantasy 16 is a bold shift in both gameplay and narrative, yet captures the Final Fantasy magic in stunning fashion, earning a place within the pantheon of incredible entries in the beloved franchise. And then Wesley LeBlanc over at Game Informer gave it an 8.5 out of 10, although he did follow up on a tweet I saw where he's like, I love this like a 10. I, I, I give it an 8.5 uh, 8 out of 10. I love it like a 10 out of 10. Uh, with more than 65 hours of Final Fantasy 16 behind me, I still have a lot to do beyond the main story. And I'm glad my time with Creative Business Unit 3's latest isn't at an end yet. Final Fantasy 16 has some of my favorite moments in modern Final Fantasy, but its lows threaten the pace uh, at which they arrive. I wish Final Fantasy 16's various elements were intertwined more seamlessly. Still, when I look back at my time with Clive, his friends, his enemies, and Valistia, I think I nailed it, mm -hmm. it's those highs that I vividly remember. Final Fantasy 16 is, is very different from its predecessors, but in many ways, very familiar. And it's still a Final Fantasy through and through, reminding me why I love this series so much. Jerrica, yeah. what is your history with Final Fantasy, and where do you find yourself here on the precipice of Final Fantasy 16? My first Final Fantasy game was Final Fantasy X, and you know, I really didn't really under understand what to expect from that, and it was one of my favorite games growing up. I think I was still, you know, I was a teenager when I was playing it. Um, I had a great time, beat it, took me forever. Um, and since then, really, it's just, I've been waiting for that Final Fantasy VII remake, now that that's here the first part loved it oh yeah so i'm i've been hoping for more final fantasy um i'm so glad that there was a demo because i was not sold for sure on the the trailer it looked like final fantasy stuff i don't understand but yeah. maybe i could get into it uh, i played the demo and instantly at the end i wanted to play more so i was like wow i haven't cared about a mainline final fantasy in a in a while sure so that's what's so interesting about it on the precipice of this, right? Of course, all the reviews glowing, people loving it. I'm 
similar but different to you, right? Where I have never, I had tried Final Fantasy VII back in the day when Jason was saying I need to play it. It didn't work for me. I fell out of it. Yada, yada, yada. I, I tried 10. I tried this. I did. I was at IGN for all of the Final Fantasy 13s. You know, Final Fantasy 15, right, was supposed to be this one that was going to appeal to both Final Fantasy fans and non-Final Fantasy fans. And I found myself not able to get into that, the boy band story and what was going on in that. Same. Uh, so when Final Fantasy 16 came around, it was very much as I watched it and they're like, oh, it's Game of Thrones. Oh, it's not turn-based. It's more action-y. <laughs> there was a bit of me that was like, well, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me 13 times. That's on me. You know what I mean? And so... I was, I've been tentatively watching it while keeping in mind how much I liked uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? I really did adore that. It was our kind of funny game of the year, and it was because we all had it on our list very high, and we all liked it so much. And so for this one, it's been a, okay, okay, you know, this is Michael Himes' third appearance on the Gamescast about this game, third appearance about Final Fantasy XVI about this. And, like, every time he comes on, he hypes me up when I listen to him talk about it, and, like, everything they're saying sounds great about it. And listening in the car on this one, it's the same thing. And I'm like you that I... I say I've played the demo. I actually I have a review build, but the problem is I was I was uh, heads down on Diablos and SGF, came back from that and moved to a different review while everybody else was doing Final Fantasy. And so I'm, I've only played through basically the demo part. And I liked it a lot. I was surprised by how much I liked the combat, uh, the storyline and the characters and all the stuff they're doing speak to me, and I am interested in it. But of course, I didn't roll credits yet. And that's why I'm welcoming to the stage Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the Final Fantasy 16 Poppy, a.k.a. the OK Beast. Blessing, Adioye Jr. What's up, Greg? How's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You ever met Jericho before? Uh, I think one time before, yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Nice to see you. Mm -hmm. uh, you were on the review here, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. You said 55 hours was your time on it? On the uh, 50 cast? hours. 50 hours yeah. today? I, was I, I'm, I might be close to 55 now because I've been going back and doing side quests after beating it. Two questions for you. What's up? Number one. The review's up now. Obviously, we know everybody else's things. Is there anything you, you, you're you thinking of? You, we ended the review. You ended the review yesterday. Like, oh, I should have said this. And then number two, am I going to roll credits on this game? Yes, you will roll credits on this game. I'll start with that. I, I do think that it's a game that Greg Miller could get really into. I really like the, like... Two hours I've played, two and a half maybe yeah. I've played so far. This feels like a Final Fantasy that is aimed toward people who might not be super into like deep art JRPGs or yeah. who might have missed out on Final Fantasies in the past. It's very approachable. It's very understandable. If you like if you like fantasy, then I think this game is for you because it is all about trying to usher in kind of the like you know, Game of Thrones gets th thrown around of thrown course. around a lot, but I think it's more of the grounded almost westernized uh, gritty brand of fantasy that like i think a wider audience would get into it's doing a lot of that stuff but it's also still keeping that final fantasy energy that final fantasy fans would love and so like it feels like it's in this unique place of you go into it and you are enjoying the character interactions you're enjoying this you know this big world that has all these different aspects of lore and stuff to, to dig into but then it also has performances and back and forth between characters that you know feel grounded and feel really meaningful and i i really dig it it reminds me of in the one of the comparisons sorry i just looked in front and saw what barrett's doing that's really cool um one of the comparisons that we've made quite a bit too has been to Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And Dragon Ball Z back in the day was one of the anime that I would say introduced a lot of people to anime, like at least for my generation as kids, where you know I was on Toonami all the time. And that was you watch that, you go to school, you talk about the Frieza saga and how Goku just turned Super Saiyan and all that stuff. That I think was a an anime that was bundled in an approachable way for an American and a Western audience, I should say. Final Fantasy 16 feels like that also, where it's 
oh, this is something that anybody can get into. And I do think that you, Greg Miller, would really enjoy this one. Um, yeah, and to your question of is there anything that I didn't get to mention on uh, yesterday's games uh, gamescast, I, I, I think we left it all on the table, right? Like, I think we were able to, to cover everything that I, I, I wanted to cover. Like, there are certain critiques here and there, right? Like, in one of the ones I put on Twitter that, like, you know, I would have loved to see more efforts put into representation and, like, you know. Uh, this is right where I left off in the car listening to the review. It was you and Haim talking about the fact that you 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 presented the point right of this game wrestles with a lot of mature material which is why it's rated m including slavery including this and you're like i can kind of see why since you're tackling that maybe you don't just put dark-skinned people in for it but you still like that's not an excuse yeah that's my thing is i can understand i can understand the fear and the trepidation of oh we are tackling some real topics and i think they tackle those topics pretty well you know they're tackling slavery they're attacking persecution they're tackling these things that are super heavy and they get in their bag and don't hold back in quite like in, in quite a bit of like ways you can tackle it like there are certain side quests that stick with me right even after beating the game that i think back to and i'm like whoa that was really dark and it's kind of neat that they're able to dive into that and it make it feel authentic okay. and i can understand the fear of oh yeah if we put dark-skinned people in this game that's the, what we're using them for yeah like, we'll like are out. people going to are people online or like p- people going to pick apart the fact that oh yeah this dark-skinned person is being enslaved in this scene and we didn't do it the correct way i can understand that fear i don't think it's an, it's an excuse sure. right like i don't think the answer is then to go well don't put they don't exist in, in this world yeah like they don't <laughs> exist in this world because the excuse that has been given by yoshi p and the team is the fact that um a lot of the influences for the locations in final fantasy 16 ha- are these european locations that like t- typically are made up of like a, a lot of people who are white and all this stuff right but there are european locations were they summoning giant dragons yeah to fight like, as well? first of all I mean? it's like it's fantasy you create the rules here yeah. but then also there are locations in the game that are inspired by uh like northern africa and like the middle east areas and areas of the world that you would have darker skinned people in right like there's desert areas in the game and it's like you could have used those as spots where you in where sure. you uh, injected more diversity and more darker skinned characters uh um, but yeah, like I think it's a learning th- thing, right? I think it is. Look at the feedback. Um, you know, look at what people are saying, and then figure out how how to enable your writers. Because that's one of the things things I mentioned on Twitter as well is that I don't think they have writers that are not capable of telling that story, right? I know it's the dif- this the difficulty of you know we're a Japanese studio, yeah. and maybe we don't have the voice the right voices to be able to tell these stories in the right way, but. The way in which you tell these stories already are they do a really good job. Like I do think that there is strength in the writing team and that they would be able to pull that stuff off. Uh, and so that's one of the things that I, I like, you know, I as a conversation I would like to see more. I would like to see see other people's takes on that, but um, you know, overall, man, am I blown away by this video game. Like after beating it, immediately I had to text uh Tim, you know, I had to, I had to see where he was at in the game. I had to talk to Michael about it and like it's been pure like gushing for the last like four or five days of having beaten this game of how amazing of a time it is from combat to visuals to cinematics to story to world building to how big the world feels but also mechanics they introduce oh one of the things that i I didn't get to mention that i think is really cool we talk about the active time lore and how at any moment in the game you can hold the touchpad and it'll bring up these context or uh, these contextual uh uh, elements in the game where you see the characters who are in that cutscene, you see the location you're at in that cutscene, and you can click on these things and the game will give you an explanation of what's going on or who these people are there's also another feature where if you talk to somebody that's like in your hub area after a while you unlock this in the game 
you can do this thing where you can scrub through the timeline of what's happened in the game and like track people's relationships as the story That's goes awesome. on and like get contextual um uh like insight on who these people are at this point in the game and it's really cool like i wish every game could somehow have this it seems like a lot of work um and like whoever yeah, did I- that did a like put in a lot of time into making it happen but it was worth it i'd say and that's one of the things i think that makes me more confident in being able to do it the problem with final fantasy uh 16 right now for me is as you talk about 55 hours in tim talks about 65 hours in it's me being like all right cool where am i going to find that time right because if Mm -hmm. i'm at work i'm reviewing something generally and then if i'm going home i probably have to review it or i'm playing diablo with jen so for me to jump into this game, it's going to be piecemeal. It's going to be chapters. It's going to be this thing. And so the ability to jump back in and be like, all right, wait, who is this person Clive's talking to? And be able to look and see where it went and stuff. I'm like, that's fascinating. And if I can find, are there good break points when you're playing that you're like, oh, this would be a good oh, place yeah. to stop? Yeah. Okay, like okay. when when I go back to the Dragon Ball Z, uh, Z comparison, it, it feels like you're playing seasons, right? Like there yeah. are clear points in which an arc ends and it usually builds up to a big, big boss, fight. big okay. boss fight or an icon fight. And you do that and it's, Oh man, that big thing just happened. You get a long cutscene, and now you're back to home base, or you're back to another area, and it feels like a it feels like a good break. Like at a certain point, that's how I started to structure my review, where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get through two of these in awesome. a day, okay, and great. hopefully, all that'll that'll pace me pace me out well. But yeah, I think there's there's great structuring so that you could take those breaks, and then when you come back, you hold that touchpad or you go talk to that character and have it all laid out so you can catch up pretty easily. I think it does a great great job of that. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, bless. You're welcome. Goodbye. Have fun. Jesus Christ. I almost died. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone watch the Buzzing Show and listen to the review. Uh, Jerrica, when you hear 55 hours, 65 hours, what does that do for you? It makes me nervous because I'm also trying to, like, play Destiny, but also, like, manage my time with Tears of the Kingdom still. I'm nervous. How far are you in Tears of the Kingdom? Not story, spoiler-wise, but, like, however you want to. How many hours are you in Tears of the Kingdom? I don't know how many hours, but I've played enough to where I've gotten to two of the big cities and taken down two of the big gotcha. creatures. Gotcha. Got it. Got it. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> do you think you roll credits in Tears of the Kingdom? I really hope so. It's a like, goal. I guess this is a great question in general. <laughs> like, how do you, like, I, this is a weird one to stick with me, but you understand it. Like, you know, the, the podcast you do, of course, is something you do for fun. It's, it's a yeah. part-time thing, right? You have a job. You have a career. How do you balance all the games that are coming out and things you want to play and want to talk about and blah, blah, blah? Or do you just say, fuck it, it's Destiny, it's Tears of the Kingdom, I guess I'll do Final Fantasy and that's the rest of my year? It's really, I guess it depends like what people are playing and what, what's getting talked about. Like if it's a game that's getting reviewed really well, like I am, I was doing so good just beating games. Like I love to roll credits on games. Like this was like three years ago. I did really well at that. Just play, you know. Not as much I was doing so well. I was doing so well. Three years ago. Three years ago. That. And then, you know, I've uh, any commitment to a live service game like Destiny is a commitment. And I have a lot of people that play with me. So it's really hard. I get FOMO as soon as I'm a week behind. Because I'm yeah. like, oh, I didn't see this. Um, but luckily, there's been a little bit of a, a lag with Destiny. So Tears of the Kingdom came out. And I didn't, I didn't beat Breath of the Wild. But immediately when I started playing Tears of the Kingdom and building and creating things, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so addicting. So I don't know. I'm just like, I, I've gotten to where I'm okay with saying, what do I want to play right now? And if I sure. don't beat it, it's okay. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And that's just sort of 
like thinking just about October, like that's how I'm gonna have to be. Like there's yeah. so oh many. Oh my ga- god! I don't don't know we're what gonna, gonna get to do. October in a second with a Nintendo <laughs> recap of everything else that's now been added to so, October. If you're in, if you're struggling to play, like you, you feel bad about beating a game, don't don't feel bad. Just play what you want to play when you can. Sure. That's that's my. But then I hear Tim and Bless talk about oh, the final three hours, the final four hours uh, of Final Fantasy. I'm like, God damn it, God damn it! I gotta see. I'm gonna have to like pause everything for Final Fantasy. I'm going to. Yeah. That's a commitment. Yeah. That I'm giving to you right now. I okay. appreciate that. Yep. I, want, I want updates, I'm gonna beat right? It. I need updates every, okay. every once a week. I need an update from you on how what's been happening with Final Great. Fantasy. I'll do that. How long do you think it's going to take you? How, like at a normal, what's a normal night for you? So you come home from work, mm-hmm. crack a beer. Crack <laughs> open two beers, wow. baby. Yeah, wild lady. Um, and maybe have, uh, you know, uh, what's the ginger ale? I love ginger ale and fresca. That's good. Uh, yeah, I, I usually, lately I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom, but grinding and destiny with my girlfriend we play like just like with you and jen and playing yeah. diablo that's how we play destiny so and when there's something new out i i do try to get her to play something else too i'm like yeah. please play this i promise you'll love it but she's like oh, i gotta do this in destiny one more time i love her to death that's yeah, the thing about pro destiny know, player for jen and i with diablo is i'm interested to see how long she stays super engaged because again like that's all we want to do at night you know what I mean? when, when, when bends down and so i wonder like when we roll credits on the story, is that going to be enough for? Because we've been doing all the side missions, we've been doing all the stuff. We're, we're more, but it's a, you know, then there's so many levels left to go, and then there's and there's seasonal content, and it's like, will she? Is it going to be a destiny for her where it is? She comes back and does it, or is that me going downstairs and doing the battle pass thing? Yeah, I think it's definitely like we couch co-op was so appealing for yeah. for Diablo, and just really there's there's too much going on in Destiny with this cutscene, so no telling what we might miss next. So it's hard to go back and forth, but you know. Going back to your question about how long do you think it'll take me to beat Final Fantasy, I, I have a game to sort of parallel with it. Like, I remember Valhalla, Assassin's yeah. Creed Valhalla. I yeah. played a lot of that. I never put it down. Yeah. Um, and I know I put in 100 hours with that, and it took me a month. Okay. 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 All so right. maybe in like this that. time next month, I'll be done with Final Fantasy. Maybe That's, you will. I want to try. I like that a lot. I like a race. Uh... I want to talk about this Nintendo recap, ladies and gentlemen, but I have a feeling it's going to be a long conversation as well. So instead, let me tell you first about patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, you can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free. You can get all the other podcasts ad free. You could watch them live as we record them. And of course, you could be getting all sorts of bonus episodes, bonus merch, all sorts of cool stuff. It's all on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And believe it or not, we couldn't keep the 11 of us employed without your support there. So please do it if you can. Uh, However, right now, you're not listening to patreon.com slash kind of funny's version of kind of funny games daily because that would have no ads. (gasps) But here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind of funny. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This morning, I woke my 20-month-old son up, and I said, well, he woke me up because he was screaming, but I was like, I got to get downstairs. I got to react to a Nintendo presentation, buddy, so let's get you up. Let's get your diaper changed. Let's get you a milk, and let's get you to mommy, and I opened his sleep sack and found out he had blown out. He had just pooped out the side of his diaper, and so there was a scene, and I had to rush down, but I rushed down, ladies and gentlemen, for story number two, which was, of course, the Nintendo Direct. Uh, we reacted to it live on YouTube.com slash games. You can catch that archive, but now we'll give you the old rundown of it. Jerrica, did you get to watch this? Did you wake up early? I did. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, you know, the time change for me is not, is, I get sure, a little extra. I guess extra. that's working in your favor. That's working yeah, it, in your favor. Yeah, it is. Um, Before we even jump into it, what, first off, I never noticed the ghost tattoo before. Oh, that's yeah. dope as hell. Hell yeah. Uh, what was you, what's your score on the kind of funny review scale of one to five? Five being the best, one being the worst. I give it a four just because of the right. amount of amount of content. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff. So if you missed it, in the order, it's going to go like this. Number one, we saw uh, or we heard about Pokemon Scarlet uh, and Pokemon Violet uh, DLC. Of course, the hidden treasure of Area Zero. Uh, sadly, there was no date for it. Instead, we were just told it's available to pre-order now. Uh, then we rolled into some Sonic Superstars footage. Then it was Palia uh, by Singularity 6. Uh, this is one of that free-to-play titles that's going to be coming up where you can go off and farm and stuff, uh, bringing it to one farming slash life sim from you and Blessing arguing about that. <laughs> uh, for number, The next game up was Persona 5 Tactica, uh, of course, coming out November 17th. Barrett is live editing the doc to say, no Persona 3 Reloaded. How'd that make you feel, Barrett? Oh, I just thought it was interesting, uh, especially with uh, how Atlas is, you know, very gung-ho about getting all of their games everywhere now for the Persona series. So I sure. thought, like, especially when Tactica showed up, I was like, oh, it's going to be a lock for three reload to, to also show up here. So I just, I thought it was interesting, especially because I think there have been not officially uh, released trailers, but like leaked things of uh, it also being on uh, PlayStation and other platforms. But I think as of right now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the only officially announced platform is Xbox. So uh, yeah, just thought it was interesting. Uh, then it was one that you willed into existence yesterday. 
Or no, yeah, not you. Damn it, that was Jill yesterday. Yeah, you didn't I was say like, wait, yeah, I, didn't. I feel like since I wasn't on the show, Monday's show was just yesterday. <laughs> uh, Jill talked about Myth Force when she hosted with me on uh, Monday. Myth Force came out. Uh, they showed it here, saying it'll be available this year. Uh, then they went to another Splatoon Splatfest, where people will decide what is the best flavor of ice cream: vanilla, strawberry, or mint chip. Very strange. Would you vote? Uh, vanilla. I just I, I like I do like putting it in my cereal. It's a good. Um, you put ice, ice cream in your cereal? Yeah, I do. Is that your breakfast? It's sometimes. Goddamn, I respect that. <laughs> it's delicious. I respect that on a level I wasn't prepared for. You put for. vanilla ice cream in a lot of, lot of uh, salty treats. Sure, I just don't <laughs> think you're waking up and you're like, get a cup of coffee, a scoop of ice cream, and a little one, bit one of... I want a soft-serve machine. That'd be great. Goddamn, all right. I like you a lot, Jerry. <laughs> uh, next up, it was Detective Pikachu Returns. That's right. Detective Pikachu is returning, ladies and gentlemen. October 6, 2023, we'll see the return of the little guy. Discover I was at... I was working at IGN when this was originally announced, where they're like, hey, we're doing another Detective Pikachu game, and then they just like have been silent on it for years. It's the so description from Nintendo goes, discover the origin of the great detective Pikachu, partner with the tough-talking, coffee-loving Pikachu, who calls himself a great detective to unravel multiple mysteries across Rhyme City. With the help of many other Pokemon, Tim Goodman and his talkative Pikachu partner work together to solve a series of mysterious incidents in this cinematic adventure game. Track down Detective Pikachu returns when it launches on Nintendo Switch October 6th. Pre-orders begin today. Okay. This is a weird one for me overall. Where yeah. I'm just like I totally respect Nintendo, and I, I would say I, you know, I, I love Nintendo, but I love them in such a passing way where I have no nostalgia. I most of the stuff I look at, and I'm like, huh, not a game for me, but I'm glad it's there for you. Glad it's a game for me, but I'm glad it's there for you, kind of thing. And so I gave it a four out of five in this presentation too. That I think even though it didn't have like the giant bangers, the unexpected crazies, it was still like, man, this is full of dates and good stuff, including this, which was a surprise slash wasn't a surprise. Uh, next up was Super Mario RPG. That's right. Super Mario RPG is coming out in a rem remade, remastered format, whatever you want to call it. Uh, on November 17th, uh, the description goes, originally released on the Super NES, Nintendo Super Mario RPG has been overhauled with new graphics. Join Mario, Bowser, Princess Peach, and original characters Malo and Gino uh, in an RPG filled with twists, turns, and treasure. Mario must team up with his allies to face down a menacing force known as the Smithy Gang in order to recover seven stars and repair the Star Road. Whether you played the original game or have yet to take the journey, you can dive into this Nintendo Switch version of the very first RPG in the Super Mario series. Super Mario RPG launches on Switch November 17th. Jerrica, does this do anything for you? I've never played it, so but all my friends are freaking out about it. That's my thing too. Where I my RPG for Mario begins with uh, Paper Mario. Yeah, when it was Paper Mario on the Wii is my first one. So that's where I started and went through and enjoyed those games and really had fun with them. And so I did. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. But everybody was flipping out online, right? That this is happening. Like all the people I you know really respect in our industry and peers like that. So it's like, all right, cool. There's something here, but I don't know if I'll be aching for a turn-based Mario RPG when it drops. Yeah, it's not the best time. Again. Yeah. In November, Ooh. right? Come on. How many games? What a fucking year for video games. <laughs> and again, if these all deliver, this is going to be the best year in gaming, period. Yep. I don't, I don't want to hear any arguments about whatever, Metal Gear year and Ocarina <laughs> Time year and whatever else. Uh, <laughs> then there was a weird announcement of number nine, uh, Peach is getting a game. All right, 2024, yeah. Peach is getting a game. They showed a little bit of her jumping on some stuff. I was like, all right, great. Then they paired that with Luigi Ma Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon from the 3DS is getting uh, whatever. I don't, I don't know if they call it a remaster. What do they say here? A visually enhanced version nice. of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, originally released on the 3DS, is currently in development for Nintendo Switch. That's coming in 2024 as well. Cool. All right. Yeah. 
Got something to say? Uh, then you want to talk about just dragging out a goddamn corpse. No, it wasn't Skyrim. It was the Batman Orkham trilogy. Arkham Asylum City and Night are all coming to the Switch in one package this fall. Okay. Cool. Barrett laughed out loud while directing the show of like, this is happening again. All right, cool. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Great games. Fantastic games. Just okay. All right. That's happening. Play it on the go now. I, I can't wait to try out Arkham Knight and to see what the, like, even just like some of that cutscene resolution just does not look good. <laughs> First two, I think would fit fine on the switch, but Knight is just such a weird choice for me. Oh, I haven't seen anybody screaming about it. So is this, they haven't said, this isn't a cloud thing. This is going to be the Batman oh, Arkham yeah. Trilogy. Uh, this is what the official description on the Nintendo P PR thing. Arkham Trilogy. Become Gotham City's ultimate protector and Rocksteady's critically acclaimed trilogy. Headed to the Nintendo Switch in one complete package, including all DLC. The hit-and-run skirmishes of Batman Arkham Asylum escalate into devastating conspiracy against an inmates in Batman, or Batman Arkham City and culminate in the ultimate showdown for the future of Gotham and Batman Arkham Knight. Tear through the streets, soar in the moon. No, nothing about it being a, a cloud or if it's going to be all local. But I would have to assume that local. I hope so. We'll see. Uh, next up, uh, Gloomhaven uh, coming out on September 18th. Uh, Gloomhaven, leisure mercenaries to riches or doom in this adaptation of the hit board game featuring turn-based car battle, card battles with RPG elements. Uh, then at 13, uh, it was Just Dance 2024. Cool. We muted the stream because we didn't want to get claimed, but there you go. More of that's happening. Uh, then it was Silent Hope. This is seven wordless warriors need your help to go off. It's an action RPG. Uh, it's coming out October 3rd. Uh, then they showed Fay Farm, which I played at uh, SGF, which is a crazy sim game of all sorts that's going to be incredibly deep from what I got. Uh, they showed Hot Wheels Unleashed 2. They showed uh, Maniac. No, Manic Mechanics is what I wrote. I think I got that right, but I want to check my notes here. I don't want to give it. Yeah, Manic Mechanics, a chaotic co-op game. You and three friends uh, are cast as traveling mechanics who must repair vehicles quickly to earn <laughs> points. That's coming to Nintendo Switch July 13th. Uh, then we went into some Mario plus Rabbids DLC. Then we talked about Dragon Quest Monsters. Dragon Quest Monsters uh, coming out this December. Uh, I'm trying to get you the official description there. The Dragon Quest. Uh, Dragon Quest Monsters, the Dark Prince, follow Pissarro, a cursed prince, and his companion Rose as they travel through the demon realm of Nadiria, exploring scout monsters, etc., etc., coming December 1st. Uh, then it was one that we thought would be the finale uh, and get the most time there. It was Pikmin, ladies and gentlemen. Pikmin, of course, we know is coming. We're excited that Pikmin's coming, especially Lakers head in the chat. Uh, Pikmin 4 uh, did get a whole bunch of information out about it. Uh, of course, we, you can see what Barrett's putting up right now which is great but then of course they talked about of course uh, you're going to be able to play it on july 21st uh there will be a demo dropping june 28th so one week from today if you want to get in there and experience all that pikmin has to offer which of course is leading people around leading pikmin's around yeah leave, leave them around god bless you if you care uh, but if you really care, Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2 HD versions are dropping today. That's right. Uh are we, no, did I screw that up? No, I got it today. Didn't I? Because I have it on my thing out today. And then let me read the official description because I'm taking Nintendo's thing and putting it all on my thing. I here. think I remember out today. Yeah, but then I think they have physical versions, which might be screwing oh. up. HD versions of the first two Pikmin originally released on the GameCube system will launch on the eShop yeah, and my Nintendo later today. The games will be available individually or in a digital bundle that contains both games at a discounted price. A physical version that includes both games will also be available on September 22nd. The, with this inclusion of uh, these two games on Nintendo Switch, all four main games in the Pikmin series, Pikmin 1, Pikmin 2, Pikmin 3, and 
and as of July 21st, Pikmin 4 will be playable on one system. Uh, this, of course, drives home Tim's point on the stream that Nintendo Switch is the best, is trying to be the ultimate system to actually play old games, you know, legally. Yep. Uh, then they dropped the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 trailer. Of course, we've known about the Master Collection from uh, the, you know, when they talked about Delta and they put the t tag at the end there. This was an actual walkthrough trailer explaining the art books and some of the stuff you'll get out of it. Uh, October 24th for this one, which you assume then would go across the board for everybody else. Then a surprise that got me, <laughs> I popped for it, Vampire Survivors uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch. Of course, we love Vampire Survivors. Here at Kind of Funny, I'm excited for everybody to play it. August 17th, you might remember, I think last week I screamed at them about porting it to PlayStation, <laughs> to which they said, just buy it on Steam. And I said, I already own it on Steam. I want to give you more money. And then today they put it on Switch. So really, fuck you guys. <laughs> you know, is it that hard? He clearly already hit the port button once. Hit it again. <laughs> God damn. Uh, number 24 was a surprise one. Headbangers Rhythm Royal. Play online in this rhythm-based battle royale and aim to be the last bird standing. Up to 30 players can ruffle each other's feathers in more than 20 musical minigames. Get ready to shake those tail feathers when Headbangers Rhythm Royal Royale uh, bops its way to the Nintendo Switch on October 31st. So yeah, a rhythm-based uh, battle royale. I like this one a lot. Me this too. one looks really neat. This, this one, spoke to you too? This one definitely buttered the roll, for sure. <laughs> this is right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to some fun streams with Mike on this and then yeah. seeing how crazy good he can get at it in a Fall Guys way. <laughs> uh, then number 25 was one I think we all kind of started drifting away on but then got brought back pretty quickly when they said who was working on it. Uh, Penny's Big Breakaway. We're like, all right, whatever. Uh, it's from the people who did Sonic Mania, though. So people went, oh, wait a second. Uh, this is coming early 2024, and the official description reads, in this 3D platforming adventure from the team behind Sonic Mania, you'll explore the bright and colorful world of Macaroon as Penny and her newly animated friend Yo-Yo perform stylish acrobatic tricks to avoid the clutches of the grouchy Emperor Eddie and his massive horde of plushy penguins in story mode. Power up Yo-Yo to protect Penny and put your speed running skills to the test in time attack mode to unlock special items and complete secret stages. Penny's big break is coming early next year. A big breakaway, I should say. Uh, it was one of those that like, oh, this looks neat. And then you hear the pedigree of the developer. You're, You're like, like, oh, okay. okay. Then this is one to watch. Yeah. Did, are you, did this one butter, butter the roll? It, it, it definitely started one layer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like okay. A, yeah. The roll cart went by and you looked at it. You're yeah, like, oh, like, I, I might be interested yeah. in that one. <laughs> smells good. Uh, then, of course, uh, your 26th announcement on this one, the Mario Kart DLC Wave 5 was shown. Petey the Piranha's in it. What up? That's cool. And a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, number 27 I have here is Star or Ocean, the second story. Uh, here's where I think my notes start getting a little, a little wacky. Because uh, I say no, it's November. No, I was right. I nailed it. November 2nd. November 2nd is the release date on that one. I just want to make sure. Uh, Star Ocean, the second story R. For the first time, Nintendo players can experience the visually explosive and fast-paced action battles of the second installment of the Star Ocean series. After a mission goes wrong, Federation officer Claude is stranded on an underdeveloped planet. There he meets Rena, who possesses, uh, possesses uh, mystical powers. Play as either Claude or Rena and make decisions that will impact your destiny. Uh, this is a full remake of the 1998 science, fiction, science fantasy RPG, rebuilt with striking graphics that combine 3D environments and 2D pixel characters. That's what stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about um, 2D HD or HD 2D, right? The Octopath kind of look. This one, it started like, oh, 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 and it has its own unique thing to it. Uh, looks dope. Like, honestly, this is one of the ones I, I left. I'm like, I hope I have time to play that. <laughs> November 2nd doesn't sound like Ooh. a great time for me to jump into a JRPG, like a remade 1998 <laughs> JRPG or 1998. Uh, but it looks great, and I do like the idea of this 
hey, here is this science fantasy RPG. That's a cool idea, right? I like this idea of a stranded mission astronaut or whatever he is on this world where magic exists. I'm like, huh, that sounds cool, and this looks cool. It looks amazing. But it does. I wonder if I'll actually get deep into it or if I'll have to play a million other things. <laughs> How do you feel? That's mm, you normie with your normie yeah. job that you have to do. And you can't even play stuff for just fun times. Oh, this might be one that I try to pick up at least and play like on my breaks and stuff on the Switch. That's, sure. That is the beauty of having the Switch and having these games here, just because I can take it and play on the go. Hundred percent. So. Uh, of course, you can do that when you get your Project Q too. <laughs> uh, number twenty-eight. Sorry, everybody. One, two, Switch. WarioWare has a new game coming out that looks way more fun than yours, and it turned everybody on its head immediately. WarioWare Move It was announced today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, WarioWare Move It. It's time to move it. Move it. Wario style. Get ready for more micro game mayhem in the latest WarioWare game. Hold a set of Joy-Con controllers and move your body to t make, take on a flurry of lightning-fast micro games. React quickly with the right movement, and you'll be on the road to victory. Seek up your actions and beat each mini game, micro game. Uh, it's up to four players. Uh, it's got party mode, blah, 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 200 mi micro games in it, and it's launching November 3rd. Uh, we, of course, love WarioWare. Kind of funny. This looks like a lot of fun. I like I like when you get everybody together and they use Joy-Cons and look like morons. Yeah, it's a good time. But again, oof. Everybody wants to switch. You better bring it if that's going to be what you got to do out there. I mean, I've been saying this since One Two Switch was announced. It should have just been a WarioWare uh, uh, game from the beginning. So I'm glad that they're like, yeah, let's do another kind of move game like we did with the Wii. Exciting. Uh, then it was an ad for Nintendo Live 2023 up in Seattle during PAX. Then it was a thank you for playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. No DLC, just thank you for doing it. Here's, <laughs> Nothing. Here's some Not amiibos. Nothing, Greg. Where's Wind Waker? <laughs> Don't forget these <laughs> no. amiibos. We Where got amiibos. Don't you want an amiibo? We got amiibos, man. I mean, I am excited for Thick Ganondorf amiibo. That's it. That is <laughs> but where is Wind Waker? Yeah, where and is then it? your final uh, announcement, your one more thing, was the reveal of Super Mario Brothers Wonder. The next evolution of 2D side-scrolling Super Mario Brothers games is headed to the Nintendo Switch. When you touch a wonder flower in the game, the wonders of the world unlike unlock. Pipes could come alive, hordes of enemies may appear, characters might change their looks, for example, transforming the gameplay in unpredictable ways. Excitement and different surprises await in each course. Super Mario Brothers Wonder uh, features Princess Peach, Princess Daisy, and Yoshi as playable characters, in addition to familiar characters like Mario, Luigi, and Toad. I'm glad that we have the familiar characters like Mario, Luigi, and Toad. I've never heard of this Yoshi? Never heard of him. Uh, plus, Super Mario Brother Wonder sees the debut of Mario's newest power-up, which allows him to transform into Elephant Mario. What other wonders could this game contain? More details will be shared at a later time, so please look forward to it. Super Mario Brothers Wonder launches uh, for the Nintendo Switch October 20th. Pre-orders begin today in the eShop and on my Nintendo store on Nintendo.com. The same day as Spider-Man 2. Same day as Spider-Man 2. Ooh. October in general, a minefield for games. September, a minefield for video games. You better be playing things and saving your pennies right now, uh, getting ready for it. Uh, Jerrica, what did you think of uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder? I'm definitely more of a fan of like the 3D Mario games. I play a lot of those. Yeah. Um, the 2Ds, I haven't really done as much, and I know this is its first like its own original game like on Switch, right? 2D yeah. Mario. And honestly, like I'm just jealous of Mario's life. He gets to do so many cool things, you know. Like, what is does he, he ever get to rest? I don't know. You that know? is a good point. It, you know, he's turning into animals Honestly, now. Has he? Yeah, oh. he's turning into elephants. He's fighting turtles all his whole it's, life. It's gorgeous. It, it does appear to be multiplayer, right? Yes, it is multiplayer. Okay, that's that awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be fun to play on the couch with somebody. Yeah, for sure. 
But yeah, you know, Mario's doing a lot of cool stuff all the time, and I'm jealous. Uh, what See, will he do next? I think this looks great. Uh, you know, it's not the exact same 2D art style. That was one of Tim's first responses. He thought it was, and it wasn't. I like what I saw from it. I do want to see more of it. Uh, you know, when you talk about the power of the Switch and, you know, pick up and play, do it during short, bre short breaks, mm -hmm. this is what I think of. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I, I you know, to, to for Star Ocean, which is gonna sounds like it's going to be this big story game and yada, yada. I hate that stop and go. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Like, I want to sit for hours and play that kind of game. Whereas a Mario Brothers, I feel like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I'll jump into Makes a sense. world, do the run. Even if I am at a point where I didn't finish the level, I can pause, come back, and be like, okay, well, I'm jumping through this thing. Not I'm having to remember it. 50 million story beats. Exactly, exactly. I want, you never know. So then, we've run through all 31 announcements I have here for uh, <laughs> the Nintendo Direct. We talked about them as we went, but is there anything you saw that I breezed through or didn't ask you about that's like your jam nope you did great thank you <laughs> fucking know you that's what, I'm talking yeah. about. that's what i'm saying jerk that's what i'm saying <laughs> uh yeah i thought again you know uh, a four out of five i thought it was a, a great presentation you know i i think it was it had heavy hitters in it it had updates to games you already love it did have new stuff coming out yes you know the joke on the our reaction stream was the specter of like all right clearly mm -hmm. this is the end of the switch's life cycle when are yeah. we getting switch two but still good stuff on here yeah. you got plenty to play on your switch including Vampire Survivors, don't forget. <laughs> Bring it to PlayStation. Uh, we have breaking news for you, ladies and gentlemen, moving the story count to four, even though this won't get numbered. Uh, Microsoft is hiking the price of the Xbox Series X and Xbox Game Pass. We go to Tom Warren's report at The Verge. Microsoft is increasing its Xbox Series X prices in most countries in August, apart from the U.S., Japan, Chile, Brazil, and Colombia. The Xbox maker is also increasing the monthly prices the monthly prices of its Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscriptions for the first time next month, which will see the base Game Pass subscription for console move up to $10.99 a month from $9.99. Quote, we've held, on, we've held on our prices for consoles for many years and have adjusted the prices to reflect the competitive conditions of each market, says Kari Perez, head of communications for Xbox, in a statement to The Verge. Xbox Series X console pricing uh, will largely match uh, the price hike Sony announced for the PlayStation 5 last year, with the Xbox Series X moving up to £479.99 in the UK uh, and then €549.99 across most European markets. Uh, in Canada, it'll be uh, $649.99, and in Australia, it'll be $799.99 starting August 1st. The Xbox Series S uh, pricing will not be adjusted in the markets, remaining at $249.99. While Xbox Series X pricing adjustments have been expected for Sony's... Uh, while Xbox Series X pricing adjustments had been expected after Sony's move last year, uh, Xbox uh, uh, chief Phil Spencer also hinted in October pricing subscriptions couldn't hold forever. Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate and Xbox, uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and Game Pass for console pricing will increase starting July 6th. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will move from $14.99 per month to $16.99 per month. Uh, the base Xbox Game Pass for console pricing will also move from $9.99 a month to $10.99 a month. Microsoft is not changing PC Game Pass pricing, though. If you're an existing Game Pass monthly subscriber, uh, then these new uh, reoccurring prices won't take effect until August 13th or September 13th in Germany. New Xbox Game Pass members will see the new prices immediately on July 6th. If you're subscribed to Xbox Game Pass through a yearly code, the new pricing won't take effect until you renew your subscription. Uh, most markets will be affected by the Xbox Game Pass, uh, Game Pass price increases, with the exception of some Game Pass console pricing, which will remain the same in Norway, Chile, Denmark, Switzerland, and Saudi Arabia. 
Jerrica, are you furious? I mean, I feel like the, I feel like it's too soon. Like yeah. maybe, maybe why, why are we doing it now? I mean, I don't, I don't Getting know. For Starfield. I guess so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it just sort of seems that like we don't have the games yet. And I guess to get ahead of it, they're doing it now. You know, we have no control of, over it. It just, you know, I mean, I sort of thought about Netflix in this scenario. Just sure. how that has changed a lot. Yeah. But, you know, it's not too much of a price jump. So it's not going to hurt the bank too bad. Yeah. Which is nice to know. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about it. You know, um, it's a business decision they're making that I doubt is just because they want more money. I would assume they need more money to keep all these studios they've acquired going. Right. Make the games you want and keep going. Um, and of course, increase profits. And there is a whole bunch of that. And there is, you know, the economic headwinds and yada, yada, yada. Prices going up sucks, but I don't think it's unexpected. I also don't think that it's an outrageous increase. I'm, it's, it is an interesting time, though, right? Of mm-hmm. like, well, let's do it now. So spike the subscriptions of people before they go in to buy Starfield. You know, this is your chance to get on. And then after Starfield, when you hopefully start getting the games a quarter like they've talked about, then you wouldn't even be as angry about it, I guess. But yeah. more than anything, a PSA, you need to go buy your Game Pass subscription right now if you want that. <laughs> Uh, number three on the Roper Report, EA Sports and EA Games are splitting apart. We go to IGN.com or Cat Bailey reports. Electronic Arts is undergoing a major internal shakeup, announcing today in a message from CEO Andrew Wilson that it is realigning its major studios and its leadership structure in an effort to, quote-unquote, empower our creative teams. The reorganization includes splitting EA Games and EA Sports, with the former being renamed EA Entertainment and a signal that EA intends to expand beyond games where possible. Beyond. Quote, We're building the future of interactive entertainment on a foundation of legendary franchises and innovative new experiences, which represents massive opportunities for growth, Wilson wrote in a message announcing the news. Uh, Laura uh, Mealy, previously EA's chief operating officer, will take over as EA president of entertainment, technology, and central development at EA Entertainment, where she will work closely with Vince Zampella and other well-known executives. Cam Weber, who rose out of EA's football games, will continue to lead EA Sports. Both will enjoy expanded control over their respective labels, uh, intended to give them more oversight over budgets and decision-making flexibility. Wilson will continue to preside over both organizations as EA's CEO. The moves coincide with the news that uh, Chief Experience Officer Chris Bruzo uh, is retiring, uh, with EA Chief Financial Officer Chris Suh also departing the company. David Tinson and Stuart Canfield, respectively, will take over the responsibilities. It's unclear whether the current reorganization will result in layoffs. As before, EA Sports will continue to look after the F1 series, which just releases which just releases, uh, as well as PGA Tour and the newly acquired Super Mega Baseball. This is on top of the traditional blockbusters, including Madden, the newly renamed EA Sports, FC, NHL, and the upcoming college football reboot. Where are we at college football, Mike? EA Entertainment, meanwhile, uh, will encompass Respawn, Dice, Ripple Effect, Ridgeline Games, parentheses Battlefield, Full Circle, parentheses Skate, Motive Studios, parentheses Iron Man, uh, EA Seattle Stewart, uh, Studio, Bioware, and the EA Originals label. I don't know what this does for anything, but I can say it sounds maybe the separating gives them a clearer North Star or at least some goal setting. Maybe that helps internally. I don't know how that business works, so just... I'm interested. I am an idiot, and I don't have a business degree. And the question of, it'll be unclear if this results in layoffs. And then over here in the chat, and you're just chatting, that's the chat, but Lakers Head says, of course it'll result in layoffs. These damn companies love cutting jobs. Would it? 
Like, I feel like it goes the opposite. When you combine two labels into one, you have the redundancies and do the things. Like, I would think here it's the idea. Now, it might result in... Some restructuring. The restructuring of, okay, cool. Now that I have my own team, my own own vertical as EA Sports or EA Entertainment, I I can finally say that I don't think your job is good and I'm going to get rid of it or it doesn't meet what I'm trying to do for the vision. Barrett, you're trying to get on the mic. What do you got for me? Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm wondering, like, this this reminds me of – it's not exactly the same thing, but when Square Enix was kind of, like, shifting some things around to obviously, like, sell some studios. So I do wonder if this, like – yeah, if they're trying to separate them, maybe pare down, like, uh, whichever side uh, they really wanted to separate from the other to – Maybe pony up for I don't know, selling some some things just to make it clearer and cleaner. I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird move for sure. Is it like I I, I do I think it is like it, it's like it's, I my I I again I'm an outsider looking in I'm reading the thing and doing it for me it makes sense of being like all right cool well like EA Sports which is its own established label isn't mm-hmm. the EA Story Games which is now EA Entertainment right and so I don't think they have the same objectives goals necessarily yeah. other than make a great game sell a lot of copies but i mean like i feel like splitting them off and be like cool let's ju- you ha- we have andrew wilson now has a guy who just reports on all the ea sports stuff rather than somebody trying to report on everything it sounds like a good thing to me too um if, if anything just a little bit more grounded on like goals and what that these studios are going after and plus i feel like if they go into the elevator they won't hear ea is in the game Every yeah, time. Does that sure, happen fair. for the other studios? I don't know. I don't think it does. Okay, never I hope mind. it does. You know, I've been to EA a lot of times. I'm not I've working on a game ga- or a, a sports game. You know, you hear that every day. Yeah. That's not true. I'm just how my brain. I don't is. care. We're getting college football, Mike. We're getting a college <laughs> football game, Mike. It's coming back, everybody. And then the chat, Dean says, talk to me when EA Big is back. <laughs> Your words to God's ears, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> EA Big is still so far away. Jarek, if I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops. Where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Show Game or Dan Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today! Broken Spectre on the MetaQuest. Uh, Trey Pang 2 on MetaQuest. Grim Lord on MetaQuest. And King's Blood on PC. You know, all these MetaQuest games. Where's Ghostbusters? Where's the where's my Ghostbusters game already? You know what I mean? Mike, we're gonna have some good streams with Ghostbusters. We're gonna have a great stream with them. Uh, new dates for the Wandering Village Ocean update launches July twentieth on PC and Xbox. Uh, I also have a deal of the day for you uh, from VGC. Amazon Pro- Amazon Prime Gaming is adding four bonus free games, one per week, on top of its usual monthly titles. Uh, the four bonus games and the dates they'll be available to claim on Amazon Prime or Prime Gaming are as follows: Prey twenty seventeen. Available now. Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition, June 27th. Shovel Knight Showdown, July 6th. Star Wars The Force Unleashed, July 10th. Also worth shouting out here, of course, Rogue Legacy 2 is on PlayStation today, and it's on the extra tier. You can start at the extra tier. You can just get it for free. I digress. We ask you to go to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to be part of the news stories, but also to squad up just like OM Jesus did. Uh, OM Jesus needs help on any and all platforms. Uh, OM Jesus says, I'm looking for some more homies to slay demons with in Diablo 4. So add me. Let's rip and tear. You can add OM Jesus in Diablo 4 with, I assume this is their battle net name, but it might be their discord name. O-M-G-Z-U-S hashtag 1893. OM Jesus, number sign, 1893. 
Yes, it's bad on that. Thank you very much, Om Jesus. Uh, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening to podcast services around the globe. Um, I When you start, Kebabs, if you're going to start a you're wrong with, I consider, that's not that's an opinion right there. That's editorializing. Uh, okay, here you go. This is from Ryan. Ryan writes in and says, Tom's article on the Microsoft raising prices was corrected for the Series S staying the same from 249 to 299 Oh, likely Tom is used to the UK pricing of 249 pounds, not dollars. But it is still saying the same. He just had the wrong price in for what the same would be. Fair enough. Thank you for calling out that correction. Can you believe, Jerrica? Mm-hmm. You've done another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Was it as good as Blessings? Was it better than Blessings? Oh, that's pressure. I don't... I will, oh, God. I, I like them both equally. You suck. They both had different God. things uh, brought to the table that I enjoyed. Yeah, whatever. So. Fine. Good I like variety. It's great. Oh. Oh. You know? <laughs> oh, here. Mike, I can't hear you yet. Come on in, Mike. Here we go. One thing you're going to learn here about being in the spare bedroom is whatever is said in here, they'll never hear over there. So if you say, hell yeah, Greg, I loved you way more than Bless, he's never going to know. And then when you see Bless, you go, oh, Bless, you were way better than Greg. Play both sides of the field like I do. No, this is why everybody hates Mike. Don't listen to him. (laughs) Jerrica, where can people keep up now that your time here on Games Daily is done? Absolutely. Um, you can find me on Twitter, most socials, um, at jerkachu, like jerk, A-C-H-U, uh, jerkachu. That's like Pikachu, jerka, combined. Sure. Yeah, you know, <laughs> got it, got it, okay. I'm just making sure everyone gets it. I'm not a jury. That's what I'm saying. Um, so you can follow me there. And of course, uh, our, me and Kayla's podcast that we do bi-weekly at JK Gains Podcast. And we stream also. Kayla plays a lot of Fortnite, Apex, and occasionally we play scary games together. So definitely give us a follow on Twitch uh, and see when we go live. Hell yeah. Are you streaming with us today? That's right. That's yes, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm playing Outlast Survive. Ooh. Yes. Scary. You're I also doing the post show games. with yours. Uh, remember, of course, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we come at you with a brand spanking new episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, tomorrow, you'll get Blessing and Tim, and Friday, you'll get Tim and Blessing. Of course, we'd love your support over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, where you can get each and every episode ad-free. Uh, of course, you get the other podcast lives. We record them and ad-free as well. You could get dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of exclusive bonus episodes only on patreon.com slash kind of funny but mainly you could say hey great job i'm happy to support this independent operation of 11 people trying to be awesome however if you have no bucks to toss our way no big deal watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games youtube.com slash kind of funny games watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games listen on podcast services around the globe if you're on the epic game store use the creator code kind of funny when you're checking out or when you're buying something in fortnite rocket league or etc on your switch playstation or xbox like i said you're gonna go stream you can watch that stream live on twitch live on youtube later on youtube before that we're gonna do our little handoffs thing where we talk to the super chats but that's only on youtube that's only on streaming services so if you're a podcast listener catching this way later until next time been our pleasure to serve you